The Chicago Bears will once again go with Tyson Bagent this week as they travel on the road to face the Los Angeles Chargers. By the way, if you missed our podcast earlier this week with the man himself, go back and check it out. But right now, I'm going to have one of my good friends on to talk about this game as we get ready for Chargers week. And you know what, Sammy? Let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. What's up, everybody? Adam Rank here with the Sick Podcast. Ranks rivals. And you know what? All of our rivals are running scared. I went through a whole litany of potential guest for this week uh former chargers and bears quarterback chase daniel no daniel jeremiah scurred matt money smith and i meant money's too busy and then even bridget condon none of them were going to 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 step up to the plate because i think they're running scared because they know what's about to happen here at sofi stadium on sunday evening so much like the night after wrestlemania 13 after sean michaels dropped the ball Triple H went out there in that ring and said, sometimes you got to turn to the click. You got to go with your heart. And that's why we are bringing on from CHGO and one of the, and Meatball Island, more importantly, it's Greg Braggs Jr. Hey, what's happening? Yeah. No, hey, you had Tyson Bajan on this week. So that's yeah. a tough act to follow. Yeah. You've, uh, you're following Bill Burr at the comedy store. Good luck. Go, uh, Go kill this and make sure that it's good. By the way, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Did you uh, not? You must not watch NFL Fantasy Live because uh, Friday, yeah. nobody alerted you that on last week's show, I was wearing the Meatball Island t-shirt. Oh, no. That upsets me. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't want to be the person that's like, hey, uh, make sure you're watching the show today. Uh, because now I got to go find it. Oh, man, no. this is so disappointing. I figured somebody would at least alert me to Not it. one person? In the entire, I think everybody is so down on the Bears that, like, maybe like they're not, they're not keeping track well, of it. You know, full disclosure, my fantasy team and I've been in the same league for 15 years. I'm the commissioner of this league. Yeah, and I don't know how you do it. I mean, obviously, you do a fantasy show so you can keep up with it, but my my team is winless now. I've had Ooh. a lit, I've had a litany of injuries. Uh, from Chubb, Chubb started things off, and I had both Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson. As my uh, quarterbacks, they're both out. I picked up the running back from Miami who just went on uh, IR. So, oh, no. Yeah, it's just a, it's a mass unit. It's not it's not good. The injuries have been pretty bad. And um, there's teams where I have teams that are like extremely stacked that'll have like, um, oh, my gosh, you'll have like I, I just had this thing I was looking at. Like I have Travis Etienne and Christian McCaffrey, two right. studs like, OK. That one's solved. I have Jameer Gibbs on the bench because I'm like, I can't start him. And then there's ones where it's like Cam Akers is one of my potential starting uh, quarterbacks. And then I'm like, ah, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. But how are you doing? How did you feel last week about Tyson Bajan? Because I, I feel like it's one of the things um, 
it is so disappointing uh, the way that some Bears fans react to everything because we just uh, you just can't have nice things. It, it feels like, but like, how did you feel about? I, I felt great about last week, but I knew going into it, like once Tyson wins this game, and I knew he was going to do that. I'm like, some sections of Bears fans are going to be out of control. How did you feel about all that? Yeah, I mean, going into the game, I was certainly intrigued. You know, it, it, from what we saw in the preseason and and you're like, OK, let's see if this kid's got it right. I mean, yeah. we're just constantly searching in Chicago, you know, for some, you know, semblance of hope. And, you know, Justin Fields for a couple games in a row, all of a sudden he was, you know, at the top of the leaderboard with touchdowns and, and passing yards and on pace for some of the best passing numbers we've ever seen for a quarterback. And then in the Vikings game, he gets hurt. You know, he had a stuff, uh, slow start to that game, you know, Vikings took care of the Niners. So maybe that's, yeah, uh, right. You know, so maybe that wasn't as bad as it felt in the moment, but Tyson Bajan came in that Vikings game and, and looked like he wasn't afraid of the moment being thrusted in. So yeah. how would he do after a full week of game prep prep and, and going in with a true game plan that was catered to what he can do, which everyone at this point knows, get the ball out quickly, which he did that against the Raiders. The thing that really stood out to me in that game, Adam, was the way he stood on, stayed on his toes. When he was dropping back in the pocket and going through his progression, stepping up, sliding left, sliding right, he just had this bounce to him. He's just always on the tips of his toes. And that to me, we in Chicago, we don't know what good quarterback play looks like. We only can compare bad quarterbacks against bad quarterbacks, typically. Yeah. You know, we've had a few, you know, different outliers. You know, Jay Cutler had an amazing arm. Justin Fields has unbelievable athleticism and talent. And so we're trying to pick through to figure out what makes a great quarterback. And I'm not saying Tyson Bajan is great, but he has traits that definitely translate to being a successful quarterback. And it's those little details of staying on your toes, you know, getting the ball out quickly, uh, even just as simple as a, play action fake, you know, and the deliberateness in which you do that, you know, th there's a difference between going through the motions and going through it with some sharpness. And that's what it seems like this kid has. Yeah, it is really impressive because like you said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great intangible intangibles that he brings to the table and it's great. Like I, and I, I don't need to read anything more into that. I, I think that one of the most important things you can do in the NFL is have a backup who can come in and play when the situation calls for it. I think that we've seen time and time again throughout every NFL season, the starting quarterbacks end up getting hurt. It's very rare that a starting quarterback is going to play for the entirety of the season. So you need somebody to step in. And I think that it's a celebratory thing. They're like, hey, our, our backup quarterback can make things happen. Like yep. he can go out there and play. He can execute a game plan. That's a positive thing. Bears fans take it uh, one step too far sometimes, but still, it's a very positive thing. What do you expect for this week going up against the L.A. Chargers? That Now that a team has had an opportunity to see a full week of film on Tyson Bajan, do you think it's going to be different, or do you think like it's the Chargers? They probably don't study film anyways. Uh, we'll be okay. <laughs> what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to be a bigger test, right? I mean – 
as much as that was a tricky situation last week with Bajan coming in with all the heat on Justin Fields and the Bears being one in five and, and pulling out a victory, their first home victory in 392 days last week. Um, this week's a different challenge. You're on the road. Now there's gonna be a ton of Bears fans there. I, I know you don't you don't need to be told this. They're they're going to what? Uh, Oh yeah, there's going to they're going to take over that stadium. I know yeah. you know this. It's going to be, uh, it'll feel like a home game, but at the end of the day, it is a road game. And now you're playing on prime time road game against a true, you know, quarterback. I know Justin Herbert's also a lightning rod in this league, but to try to keep up with him is going to be a challenge for Tyson Bajan. Now, mm. you know it'll you know it's like because um, Shane Marsaw from the Tape Never Lies Network he pointed out. Go look at the quarterbacks that they've beaten in the Matt Eberflus era. It's Trey Lance, Davis Mills, Mac Jones, uh, you know, Hoyer here last week, and uh, Sam Howell from Washington. So they haven't really taken down a top-tier quarterback. And so what is Tyson Bajan going to do when he has to go toe-to-toe with a guy the caliber of Herbert? That's a tough question. You know, it, it, it to me, they're going to try to run the same game plan. I don't think that that's going to change very much. Like maybe they'll add, sprinkle in some double moves to try to stretch the field a little more. But this is what Luke Getze wants to run. This quick passing, horizontal game, stretch the defense out so they can't, you can't bring every, because everyone's like, well, they'll just bring 12 men in the box. You know, yeah. you, you just bring, you pack it in and, and make them beat you over the top. Well, when you're throwing horizontally, that forces them to have to defend the edges. And then that's why you had Deontay Foreman having such success up the middle because there was a lot of space and opportunity to get that done. So I think they're going to try to execute the same game plan. And it's just going to be about Tyson Bajan playing mistake-free football, which he did here last week. But this time around, he may have to keep up a little more as opposed right. to sitting with a comfortable lead. And that's going to be the challenge they have to overcome. Yeah. And one of the great things for about this matchup is that the chargers have also struggled defensively. I mean, they, they signed JC Jackson to a huge contract a couple of years ago, and this should just be a, a warning. Like don't, don't sign any cornerbacks from the new England Patriots. It tends not to work out and they eventually end up back in new England. Anyways, and that's what happened with J.C. Jackson. They haven't been able to stop anybody. I actually got upset this week because somebody was talking about this like, oh, make sure. Like, I don't know why you would tell somebody like you have to start Justin Herbert because he's a pretty good. I know he's struggled recently, but he's a pretty good quarterback. You're like, oh, love this matchup. I'm like, what about the matchup on the other side? Because the Chargers have allowed the, the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. They've given up top four quarterbacks in three of their last four games. There's a, there's a real good opportunity for that. So I'm very optimistic that they're going to be able to go out there and kind of execute, again, a very similar game plan against a defense that's struggling. And one of the, this was funny too. So as we mentioned, as I will continue to mention, we had Tyson Bajan on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I everybody's like, why didn't you ask him about Khalil Herbert? Like, why? I'm like, he never played with Khalil Herbert. <laughs> that, that means nothing to him. He's, he doesn't know the man. He's never met him. Like half the team doesn't know Khalil Herbert anymore. Like there's like, he's so far away. Uh, what about the Chargers defensively? Do you think that that's going to be a problem with, you know, they, they do have the potential. We've seen Khalil Mack have monster games right. against the Raiders. I think he hates the Raiders. I think like we did him a favor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. hey, like we're probably not going to the playoffs. We'll send you to LA. Uh, you'll be on a playoff caliber. I mean, they made the playoffs last year. Uh, you'll go to a playoff caliber team. You'll get to live in Orange County. You can walk through Gelson's and nobody's going to bother you. You can take your family out to a meal to the macaroni grill. Nobody <laughs> will bother you. This isn't <laughs> Chicago. Uh, you will be completely anonymous here in Orange County. I th- I, I can't imagine that Khalil Mack's going to have that big of an axe to grind with the Bears. I He may not have an axe, axe to grind, but it's the primetime lights. It's against your former team. Uh, we saw what he would do in primetime with us. I To me, yeah. this Khalil Mack's a game wrecker. Um, you know, they did a decent job here last week, a great job with Max Crosby, mm-hmm. uh, who's, you know, maybe the best pass rusher in football. So, you know, but when you got Darnell Wright, who's, you know, injured right now, you know, you've had injuries to your offensive line, Larry Borum's on the left side, doing everything he can to hold on for dear life. He had a few holding penalties, you know, it, to me, this is a Khalil Mack type of game that he could come in and wreck unless you're careful and, and the bears really need to make sure they're bringing extra protection. Mercedes Lewis, Cole Komet, they're going to have to stay inside a little more and, and stick to blocking Cole Komet didn't get any catches last week. And he said on our show, we have him on weekly on CHGO bears on Tuesdays. And he said, you know, our game, I thought I was going to get a lot of balls is what Cole said uh, going into the game. And then the game plan changed and I had to stay inside and block. And he felt that was one of his best blocking games he's had in his career. Well, he's going to have to have another one this week because, you know, they're going to need all the help they can get with Cleo Mack. He's got a lot of tricks in the bag, you know, as far as what he can do uh, to counter, you know, any kind of offensive lineman's technique. And so while he may not hate us like he hates the Raiders, I still think he's going to try to put on a show Sunday night. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. I mean, these are the kind of games that he lives for. It's not necessarily just about the Bears, but it is about – uh, just going out there. Darnell Wright's had great practice here going in this, you know, every week he's playing a top pass rusher. And, you know, that to me, you know, when you talk about, oh, should they drafted Jalen Carter? Should they have drafted Darnell Wright? You know, the, the Darnell Wright, you, you need two good tackles. It's not just the left tackle anymore. This ain't 1996. You yeah. need a good tackle on both sides of the ball. And everybody in Chicago always talks about, oh, let's have a great um, environment to develop a quarterback. Well, Jalen Carter, as great as he is, and he certainly is great, he wouldn't have solved that issue for the Bears. And it seems like Darnell Wright is a piece to the puzzle of creating an environment conducive to developing a quarterback. That is always like that is the thing. Like Bears fans love to talk about that. Like we need to set an offensive identity or anything like that about having a great offensive line. And that's exactly what they did. And they're like, why didn't we draft the tech? Like deep down, you always go back to your roots of wanting to have a strong defense, but it just, it's better to have that. I mean, both, both sides of the offense or both sides of the trenches need to be a little bit robust to the compete in this year's, uh, this, this era's NFL. We see Detroit doing a very nice job of that. They go out there yeah. where they drafted Penny Sewell and all those guys. 
Now the defensive line with Aiden Hutchinson looks very good. And it didn't happen in one calendar year. Like it took a couple of seasons of acquiring these guys before you can get fully unleashed. But I have to be honest, I've been a little bit impressed with the Bears defensive line over the last couple of weeks. Again, you mentioned some of the quarterbacks we've gone up against, some of the quarterbacks that we've beaten. Not exactly um, a who's who of NFL (laughs) talent there at the quarterback position, but at the same time, they've been very impressive at least to me, over the last couple of weeks. What have you seen out of the defense? Yeah, no, it, it certainly has turned the corner since Matt Eberflus has took over play calling. And they're starting to bring a little more heat to the quarterback, which is something fans have been begging for since the start of the season. So I don't really understand the disconnect when it came to understanding, you know, that, hey, we got a blitz. You can't just send four and yeah. get no pressure and expect these cornerbacks to hang on in coverage. Now we're seeing man coverage with corners that play better in man, in my opinion, than press. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing, you know, linebackers getting sent, safeties getting sent, briskers in the backfield, Jack Sanborn's flying around in the backfield. And those are the things that are going to heat up a quarterback. I don't care who it is, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, who I thought did a good job of getting the ball out. So, you know, but Brian Hoyer obviously had his struggles. Sam Howell had his struggles. But you can't just hope and pray and send four and hope the quarterback's going to make a mistake. You have to force them into a mistake, speed up that clock. And that's what they seem to be doing. And the secondary who's now getting a little healthier with the return of Kyler Gordon and Jalen Johnson, who had a big week here last week with two interceptions and a pick six. I think it's starting to help those guys out as well. What about Jalen Johnson? I think over the next couple of days, the NFL trade deadline, October 31st, I don't know. I'm going to be walking on pins and needles because every time I look and I see, you know, oh, the the this team should trade for it's like the Cowboys, the 49ers should trade for Jalen Johnson. It's like back off, back the f <laughs> off. We're not trading him. Does it feel like they're getting close to a contract there? I, I hope that they are. We have a lot of money to spend. I think you know. I thought it was great that we we locked up Cole Komet as early as we did. I think it's very important to go get Jalen Johnson. Do you have any update on what how that's coming along? Yeah, I definitely know that they're they're talking numbers, and I've heard that even a contract has been offered to him. And um, you know, I I'm careful about what kind of news I put out there because I don't right. look at myself as a reporter, but I do have things thrown at me, and some people trust me enough to to give me some information. Most people don't because I got a big mouth at them, so they right. I can't you can't be trusted. <laughs> I I'll tell you that right now. Like I. Uh, you know, the wife is on the PTA and I'm like, don't tell me anything because I will, <laughs> I will tell the other moms. Cause I usually, I'm in the pickup and drop off line all the time. I'm like, don't tell me. Cause I'll tell I'll the moms. It's, I'll like, gossip. it's like Chris Tucker in rush hour. He's like, that's not what I heard, but that's what I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I got a, I got a big mouth Clive. So that's me. Uh, but, uh, to me, Jalen Johnson, this is, I'm with you on the pins and needles. aspect. Everybody's like, Oh, they're going to resign him. Definitely. Well, sure, that's what we want as fans. But we've learned here in the last year that Ryan Poles has a number. And typically, he does not come off of that. Now, did he come up a little bit for Cole Komet? You know, I don't know. Was it fair market value? Probably close to it when you consider that the salary cap is going to continue to raise. I think he's like like the eighth highest paid tight end or something like that when you look at the numbers. But that salary cap is going to keep going up, and then he's going to fall down that list here in the next couple of years. So I don't really know where that falls in line as far as 
where polls came up in his number for Cole Komet, but with David Montgomery, who was offered a contract, Roquan Smith, who was offered a contract, you know, it, it seemed like Ryan polls was like, okay, here, take this or leave it. Now, if yeah. he has the same stance with Jalen Johnson, who Please has don't. said publicly that I want, Hey, I want to get paid like one of the top corners in the league, which he has every right to, to, to negotiate in that way. Is he going to come down to Ryan Poles? Are they going to meet in the middle? Because if they can't, then Ryan Poles should have should trade him. And I hate saying that. And I know we all are like, ah, oh, we keep you know we get rid of Roquan. We got to start keeping our talent in house. I agree, but we also can't let talent walk away for nothing. And a compensatory pick, I don't know if is enough juice to hold on to him if you can't find a middle ground on a contract here in the next few days. Hopefully they can, but right. if they can't, then Ryan Poles is going to have a tough decision to make. And let's face it. Look at what they've drafted here recently with secondary. It's all secondary. Yeah. You know, Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, you know, Tyreek Stevenson's having a great um, season as far as a rookie, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the cornerback from Minnesota, Terrell Smith. You got Josh Blackwell. You know, it, it's a lot of different guys. Even their seventh round pick, who they they, they drafted over the great Tyson Bagent, huh. uh, was a safety, right? So you know, it's one player after another uh, being added to this secondary. So you know, I definitely think that you know guys like Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson should be you know uh, have be on standby with updates to their phone. No, they should be. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people will point to David Montgomery and Roquan Smith. But like you said, Cole Komet wasn't a player that was drafted by Ryan Poles. He still found a way to get that deal done. I think that I, I without pulling back too much about the things that I hear, I think that personality-wise, that I think Jalen Johnson aligns more with Cole Komet than he does with David Montgomery and Roquan Smith. Take that for what it is. Um, I just think, like, you know, there's – there's certain people that you want to keep around and there's certain people who will not be kept around. And that's hopefully I, and I, I also want to be of the mind too, that despite the fact that you're going out there and you're able to draft good players to come in and replace them. Like I would still love to keep good players. Like I, I don't want to be sitting here four years from now talking about how much salary cap space we have. It's like, okay, fine. But like, eventually you need sure. to spend this money. Like it's cool. Sure to have this gift card to target, but it's like, what good does it do if you're, you're leaving it in your wallet, like spend the money at some point. So I'm hopeful with that. And I'm hopeful with this team, uh, you know, defensively getting better, continuing to get better. I think that the, the linebackers are playing better. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, better, it's better. They're talking. I mean, with the yeah. Roquan thing, it, the writing was on the wall since family day, uh, at training camp, like they were, they were at each other's throats between Ryan Poles and Roquan. That's not really how this is going with Jalen Johnson. He threw up the money sign, but other than that, there hasn't been like shots across the bow through the media. Um, I think that they probably are having a more civil discussion at the negotiating table. Yeah. I, I take that as more like goofball stuff of like, yeah, you know what? Like, of course you, you do that kind of move when you go out there and score a touchdown while you're in the middle of a contract negotiation, so to speak. So I, I don't take any offense to that, but I want to circle back. Um, because earlier this week I had tweeted out, like, listen, I support all of the Chicago bears, like whoever's right. playing, like I'm a fan. I don't think that it's fair to be, you know, 
when Tyson has a great game and, you know, he was on the show and a couple of people were like, Hey, like, Oh, so you're, you're camp Tyson now. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm camp Chicago bears. <laughs> like that's yeah. what I want. Yes. And so when we go out and beat the chargers this week, I think that the Tyson Bajan thing is going to get, especially being on prime time, having Chris Collinsworth talk about yep. you for three hours. He'll be it's a national, kind of, he'll be a national story, not just be a, a national thing. How do you how do we defend against that? How do we how do we bring some levity? I we're the meatballs. Like we're the ones that overreact or whatever, but like how do we bring levity to this situation or at least some common sense? Yeah, it's it's, it's a tricky one. Uh you know, I think fans, you know, is short for fanatical and I think yeah. when it comes to our players in this city, there is an emotional connection to these players. And some it's, it's more than others, you know, and I can remember how it was with Derek Rose in this city. And that was even closer to home. Cause he was, he was a kid from the South side of Chicago yeah. and it meant a lot to Chicago fans. And when Chicago turned on Derek, it was offensive to a lot of fans, including myself, mm -hmm. people calling Derek Rose, Mr. Glass, literally I could have fought Chicago fans in the street for saying that stuff, how disrespectful. And when it comes to Justin Fields, there is a high emotional connection with him uh, on a lot of different levels. And when you just talk about a talent standpoint, when we drafted Justin Fields, it was unanimous. Chicago fans were celebrating in the yeah. streets. And when we drafted Mitch Trubisky, we booed that pick no, immediately. Dude. He eventually won fans over. But in the moment, we all were like home alone. Like, how did yeah. you not draft Deshaun Watson, this guy who did so? So the 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 temperature with Justin Fields was he's our savior. He's going to – we finally got, you know, hit the lot, the QB lottery. We've been waiting our whole life for that. So th that emotional connection is really hard to let go of. And I think it's going to be interesting with Tyson Bajan. I think eventually he'll win all fans over if he can continue to play like this. But you have to understand where fans are coming from being extremely guarded as far as Tyson Bajan being the next hope here. And, and every time we go down this road, we get burned. And so I don't blame fans, but I, I will say this, well, you know, we're all go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. Yeah. I will say this. I just think, I just think we're all bears fans first at the end of the day. We all have an emotional connection. I got a Justin Fields Jersey right behind me over here. And I, I love Justin Fields as much as anybody else, but that doesn't change uh, the fact that if Tyson Bajan has a good game, then I'm going to root for him because we're all Bears fans. Right. And the, the, I never liked the statement like, nobody's a bigger fan than me. I, that's not true. We're all on the same level, the same yeah. playing field as far as our fandom towards and our diehardness towards the Chicago Bears. So I would just say give Tyson Bajan the same energy you would give any player on this team. And when Justin returns, we'll continue to give him the same energy as fans that root for him uh, have always given him. So I feel like the people have already left Justin Fields so quickly, though. Like, that's the one thing that always gets me. I'm like, why? Like, no, we need a good – first of all, it's cool that Tyson's doing well and I'm rooting for him. I, I love him. He's a friend of the show now. But it's like everybody turns on Justin too quickly, and they're like, oh, like – we need to bet. I'm like, okay, if you do not believe that Justin Fields would have smoked that Raiders team, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> right. I, I really don't. I, I really don't. And I, I think that when Justin returns, like he's the starting quarterback. Well, like, you, know I, what it is, you know what it is? 
we've lost our way when it comes to what a, what fans are. And now that there's social media and everyone has a voice and we all have fun on Twitter and Facebook and, and everywhere else, everyone feels the need to also flex their GM muscle and yeah. their, their expertise. And I've just never really wanted to go down that road as much. Yeah. I'm going to have an opinion. I'm going to make a prediction, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to act like I'm smarter than anybody uh, that I'm talking football with. There's plenty of fans way smarter than me and, and I will, you know, uh, defer to them. And I think that's where we get lost in the weeds is we're projecting towards this number one pick that the bears could potentially have. We're trying to find the answers for the Chicago bears to finally win a super bowl, but you're, you should also just root in the moment for the team and the player and let the chips fall where they may as they, as, as the season progresses. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is I, everybody wants to fast forward to the end of the movie. Like they're trying to stream it. It's like, you're binge watching the bear season instead of watching it week to week. You want to binge watch all the way to week 18, start to make your quarterback evaluations, figure out which quarterback we're going to be going with. Like we don't, we don't need to make any of those decisions. No, and, and, and we, you know, we should be as fans. I've seen some fans like rooting against Caleb Williams. You should be rooting for Caleb Williams because yeah. that helps the bears cause no matter if you want to draft him or not, the value of that pick goes up as Caleb Williams plays well. You should want Justin Fields to play great, whether you believe in him or not, because that's only good for the Chicago Bears. You should want Tyson Bajan to play great, whether you believe in him or not, because that's good for the Chicago Bears. Whatever's good for the Bears, you should be rooting for, and that has nothing to do with what you think is going to happen. That's well said. I could not have put it better myself. I want to thank you so much for being here this morning. I know you got a lot going on with uh, CHGO. What's what's happening here over the weekend with yep. CHGO? Well, here coming up, um, you know, I know this is a recorded thing. So Good. coming up at 12 p.m. Central. You can go back and listen to this stuff. Yes, I definitely will. Uh, make sure I didn't say anything stupid, which I'm sure is a plenty. No, but, but I mean like your shows. You can go. You can download CHG. That's true. Yeah, you absolutely can. I watch, it on, I watch it on YouTube all the time at, at YouTube, night. YouTube, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got a twelve. We've got a Friday noon preview show for Bears Chargers uh, with Will DeWitt and Nick Moriano, and then on Sunday, Sundays are always a big day at CHGO Bears because we do a pregame show. Uh, this week we're going to be at Fireplace Inn, so we're doing a live Ooh. pre and post game show in Chicago in Old Town. Uh, so, uh, fans are welcome to come out, uh, hang out with Adam Hogue, myself and Mark Carmen. We're going to be doing a pregame show and a postgame show and watching the game with bears fans at fireplace. And so this is actually a pretty big week for us. And we're excited to hang out with the fans and watch the game, uh, this week, this Sunday night. All right. Well, we be sure to tune in to that one. want to thank you so much for, uh, taking some time here today is all the, all the chargers people. What are you were, dressing uh, up for Halloween? What's you know your what? costume? I'm going to be dressed up as Santa Claus because my kids are going as Jack and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. I already, I already have a Santa Claus costume, so I'm like, oh, that'll be fine. So I'll just okay. go after that. How yeah, about yeah, you? Yeah. yeah, so my daughter's really – she's five. Addison is into Mario this year. She oh, like, yeah. My kids were into that like three months ago before yeah. they switched to Nightmare Before fell, Christmas. Oh, that's – hey, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's that's great that your kids are into that. That's a throwback. I'm excited for to get Addie into some of the stuff I, I loved as a kid. But, yeah, she's into Mario. So 
it was a really funny moment because we were hanging out with my friend Ashley, and she was like, Addie was like, I'm Mario. Daddy, you're going to be Bowser. And then points to our friend Ashley, who she loves. And she's like, you're the princess, Ashley. And then she points at mommy, poor mommy. And she goes, you're Luigi. Oh, (laughs) so So, unfair. So my wife's going to be Luigi. Well, we do what we do. We do what we have to do to make our kids smile. So that's what we're going to be dressed up as for Halloween. Awesome. Well, enjoy the game on Sunday. Enjoy uh the halloween holiday there bowser and uh we'll look forward to having you on this show uh sometime again here in the near future yeah i appreciate you having me on as always i'll talk to you soon pleasure's all mine there he goes the great greg braggs of chgo want to let everybody know that if you were not coming out to los angeles to watch the game the best place in chicago to watch bears football is game room chicago It's in the historic Chicago Athletic Association Hotel. It features billiards, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop-a-shot, and more. And it has plenty of space to watch your favorite game. With a menu featuring Michelin-starred chef Mari Katsumura. He's got his snack foods out there. There's beer towers. There's a weekend Bloody Mary bar and shareable signature cocktails. Game Room Chicago is the place to be for Bears games. It's It's a late game. For all of you this week, it'll be great for me, but it's a late game for all of you. And so make sure you go to Game Room Chicago, check it out if you're not going to see the live show of CHGO. Now, uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, we do have possibly one of our Chargers guests joining us. If she can, if she can make it, we're not sure. I don't know what happened to, I'm just going to, ooh, that's not good. This is not good. And uh, I don't know if she's coming. Oh my gosh. She is here. Before we do that, though, I want to let everybody know uh, before we bring on our next guest, if you enjoy fantasy football, the easiest way to play fantasy sports is with Underdog Fantasy, and it's simple to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the app, Underdog Fantasy. It's on your Apple Play. It's on your Google, whatever. I don't know how you download apps. Download the Underdog Fantasy app and get started today. By the way, All new users who sign up with Underdog Fantasy, Underdog will match your initial deposit up to $100. It's a great deal. They have these these, uh, these contests that are so much fun. It's it's kind of an over, I don't know. I don't know what terminology I can use. They have a lot of cool contests, a lot of good ways to keep involved. Underdogfantasy.com. By the way, the app is handy to have on your phone too because you get all the injury reports. Like Roshan Johnson, upgraded to healthy, Underdog Fantasy. Uh, sent that to me. But right now, I am very excited to be bringing on one of my favorites from the NFL Network. She goes above and beyond to go out there and cover the LA Chargers. She's not asked to do it. She does it because she's a a wonderful reporter. So please welcome to the show, uh, right from Orange Theory, I think. Uh, It's Bridget Condon who's joining us. She is. She's in her car. You were working out, weren't you? You like my lighting of my um, top of my car? This is a good shot. I'm absolutely disgusting, but this is no. how about him. I need to be here to bring you this Chargers news. And I was like, all right, got to run out of class. Didn't even get my stretch in. But this is hell week. If any of your listeners go to Orange Theory, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's seven days. They do it every year leading into Halloween. It's called mm-hmm. hell. So it's the hardest workouts of the year. And you have to do four of them. And then you get a t-shirt. Um, you know, big incentives there, but yeah, so I'm dying, but so just excuse, excuse this. 
No, we love everything about it. We love the authenticity. And uh, I know that uh, just to pull back the curtain a little bit for everybody here who's joining the show, who's watching the show, uh, Bridget does a great job for us. And I had her with, our, with my class at Chapman University talking about a lot of the stuff that she does. You go out there above and beyond. You spend a lot of time at Chargers practice. So I wanted to have you on. I wanted to get, I wanted to get the nuts and bolts, pun intended, on that reference. I got to ask, it's surprising to me I was walking into the NFL Network studios today and you see like there's a big rolling screen of all the matchups and it's like Bears at Chicago, Bears 2 and 5, not a surprise to a lot of people. It's so jarring to see that the Chargers are 2 and 4. What's happening with this team? It's really interesting. So I'm doing the Monday night game Detroit and Vegas and so I've been mm-hmm. studying this week. It's crazy that Vegas is above the Chargers AFC West. They have a better record at 3 and 4, right? That's crazy like I don't know where my head has been, but that was news to me. You just feel like the Chargers should be so much better than their record. It seems like they just haven't figured a way to put it all together. When you look at that roster, there is so much talent. But small things keep becoming big things. And, of course, they're dealing with some injuries. The past three games, there's been a common theme. Justin Herbert injured his finger, fractured that middle finger in that uh, game against the Raiders. They lost Mike Williams and Corey Lindsley the game before. They only were there, um, like the past three games, those two haven't been there. So all those things play into it. But then we have the defense, who I don't even know where to begin. There's so many problems on that defense. To put it in perspective, there have only been three quarterbacks who have thrown for more than 400 yards in a game. Okay, Justin Herbert is one of them, and this, this season, not ever. The other two quarterbacks have come against the Chargers defense. And so I was talking to a lot of the defenders in the locker room on Wednesday, and I said that stat to them, and they just kind of like made this kind of face like, oh, it's like they know it. They don't know what to say. Um, I will say, though, in the locker room Wednesday, when media walks in, you don't normally see coaches in there at that point. But I did see the defensive coordinator, Derek Ansley, sitting at Michael Davis's locker, the cornerback, with him, and he had an iPad. They were watching some film. I went up to him, asked and asked him what they were talking about. He said, he told me I was getting quicker to the ball at practice. Um, And he also said Monday when all the DBs watched film, it was kind of embarrassing. And after they all got together and were like, look, whenever there's a problem, it's the DBs on the screen. We have to take pride in knowing that, yes, it's a team effort, but we need to be playing better. So they kind of all rallied together and were like, either we can continue playing the way we have the past six games or we can flush it and try and work harder and be better and execute better. And they all feel like they've done that this week at practice. Of course, you can say all that during the week, but it's not until Sunday that we'll see if there has been a difference or not. Yeah, figure that out in week nine. You don't need to do it now. And they've got a pretty tough matchup. Did they mention DJ Moore by name? Because I feel like if you're not playing well, you're like, okay, well, at least we get DJ. Oh, wait, we get DJ more. Yeah, uh, uh, Derwin James talked about him and was like, yeah, I've been a fan of him since he was in Carolina, and they know how talented DJ Moore is. The other thing that's interesting is going against uh, Bajan. I love this story, and how cool is it that you get to talk about it on this podcast? It's one of my favorite stories from last week. And they know the Raiders so well and how the Raiders play because they play them twice a year. They're in their division. And so seeing the Bears beat the Raiders, I think kind of almost alarmed them and said, okay, you know, we need to figure out a way to stop this guy because it's challenging. You don't have any game footage of him. 
But Derwin James said they will be watching, you know, the, the senior bowl. I think he played in and college, like ever film they can get of this guy. But, you know, this is one of these games that I feel is so important for this chargers team. Yes. It's important for the bears, but I think even more so the chargers, whether they win or lose is going to speak volumes about where this team is. Right. I, I honestly could see this being a much closer game than people think because of Bajant, because of DJ Moore, because of, you know, these mistakes we've seen the Chargers make, and we haven't seen them fix them really the past couple weeks. I was shocked to see that the Chargers are what, an eight and a half point, something ridiculous. Like it's a huge number. And I know we're not advising gambling or anything like that, but this is the information that we're allowed to say now on the NFL Network. So I'm just sponsored by Caesars or whatever. So I, I guess we could mention that what's going on in the world. I was shocked by that. And I always, and the one thing about the Chargers, probably it, they feel like the, I don't know if the Chargers are the West Coast Bears, the Bears are the Midwest Chargers. I don't know what it is. But with the Chargers, it feels like it can go either way. Like this is either a, they go out there, everything gets settled. This is the Chargers team that we expect, or they lose by 10 points. And you're like, how did this happen? Where do the Chargers go from here? What is your gut feel? Which way, which way are you leaning? You don't have to make a prediction, but which way are you leaning? Locker room, remember that. Um, no, you know, I've been saying all week to some of the people who cover the beat, I'm like, I either want horrible or great. I'm covering the middle ground, right? Because it kind of gets boring and it doesn't fix anything. Cause then you go into the draft with a mid pick and it's like, you know, you either got to tank or you got to be really good. And I thought this year the Chargers were going to be really good. There is so much talent. I keep saying this. Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I really do believe in his talent. I think Keenan Allen is incredible. If Mike Williams didn't get hurt, we're talking about a different Chargers team. I truly yeah. And Corey Lindsley, too, their center, who has not been playing. He's on the NFI list. He's a big part of what they do. So they're working it out. And Justin has that finger. There's so many things, but it feels like every year, this is what happens with the Chargers. They have injuries and, you know, it's like kind of a domino effect. So I'm, I've covered this team now for three seasons and I know never to pick who's going to win the game because this is one of these teams where you cannot be confident one way or the other. I could honestly see them coming in and dominating the Bears in like a huge blowout. I could also see them losing a very close game. Like I will not be shocked no, no matter what happens. I think the biggest thing is they have to find a way to run the ball, right? Austin Eckler has been quiet. Yes, he's been injured. But if you're not running the ball, especially with Justin's injury, you're not helping him. He's had four interceptions the past three games. When he's been hurt, the first three games when he was not hurt, no interceptions. So that's definitely impacting this team as well. And the defense has to just find a way to shut down DJ Moore. You know, if they can come up with a game plan, so many times we see them making adjustments and even against the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs offense did whatever they wanted in the first half. Then they made those adjustments and they limited them in the second half. What this Chargers team needs to do is have a good game plan and execute it so that you're playing two halves well. You're not, you know, getting blown out in the first half and then, okay, we played well the second half. Also, yeah. you know when you work out and your brain is just going a thousand miles? I feel like I'm, like, talking so fast, not sure if anything's making sense. So apologies to everybody if you think you're listening to me on, like, the 3X. <laughs> ah, stop it. 
No, this is great insight. Uh, just real quick uh, before I let you go. And I, again, we appreciate you being here. Is Brandon Staley, is he really on the hot seat? Is this something, if if it did not work out, let's say the Bears win, could Brandon Staley be fired after this game? Or how, how big is the hot seat for him? I would be very shocked if a Chargers team fires the coach mid this, mid-season. They have not done it. I think maybe in the 90s they did. But they're not known for firing coaches during the season. I think it's too early to say, right? Because we still have, what, 11 games left in the right. season. If Brandon Staley figures it out and they get into the playoffs and they win a playoff game, I don't see a way that they fire him. If you miss the playoffs, yeah, I would. I would think that – they'll be going in a different direction, but it's too early. I don't think if they lose to the bears, they fire him. Um, I don't know what they do, but yeah. it's my job real interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. You know, I had charger season tickets uh, back when North Turner was the coach in San Diego. And it felt like every year he was on the verge of being fired, but they were very loyal. It's a very loyal franchise. They, they stick with their coach. They should have stuck with Marty Schottenheimer for one extra year, but they typically stick with their coaches. But listen, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us. This was perfect. I want yeah. to have you back on at some other point so we can talk a little bit longer. I know that your expertise uh, is wide ranging. So I want to lean on you in a couple of more weeks uh, or sometime in the future if you'll agree to it. We'll work with your workout schedule so we won't make you run out to the to the parking lot. I just realized I have my parking pass hanging. I guess I could have taken that off. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to draw too much attention to it. But now, now it Oh, how you get into the NFL network. There it is. If you want to get into the game, there it is. Uh, if you want free parking this week. So I'll miss you. That sucks because I'll miss you this week. So you'll be going off to Las Vegas. I will be at the game on Sunday. But uh, Maybe we'll we can stop the game if something crazy happens or something like that. I would love that. I, absolutely. But thank you so much for being here. Appreciate everything you do, not only for this, for, for me, but for the NFL network. So keep crushing it. Have a great hell week. And uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Appreciate you. See ya. There she goes. The great Bridget Condon. We'll see her Monday. She usually does the NFL UK show for us. Does a great job with that. I think that's everything. That's everything. That's that's uh, that's everything we got. So listen, I think it's going to be a good game. Be sure to keep uh, tabs here with the network. Follow me on the social media handles and all that stuff. I will be at the Bears Chicago. I'm planning to be there on Sunday. So we'll have reports from the game. We'll have reports before the game. I'll be doing some stories. I'll be doing some things. And uh, it'll be a good time. So for Greg Braggs Jr., Bridget Condon, I'm Adam. Bear down. And Sammy, go ahead and play us out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.